You are listening to Episode 60 of Stoicism on Fire. Hello, everyone. This is Chris Fisher, welcoming you to the Stoicism on Fire podcast, where the ancient practice of Stoic philosophy as a way of life and rational form of spirituality is still alive. Let your every action, word, and thought be those of one who could depart from life at any moment. Meditations 2.11 I cannot find a more fitting passage to describe the last few months of Dirk Malling's life. Dirk departed from this life last Friday, after a hard-fought battle with cancer. He was the president of New Stoa, a tutor, and a mentor to many students at the College of Stoic Philosophers since 2016. Additionally, Dirk was one of several people who worked hard to keep the college alive when the founding scholar retired last year. He was bright, humorous, courageous, and a dedicated Stoic who was full of life to the end. Dirk was a friend, a colleague, and more than anyone I know personally, an example of what it means to face death as a Stoic. Dirk told me about his terminal cancer diagnosis last August when I returned to the College of Stoic Philosophers after a long sabbatical. At that time, he thought he might have as many as two years left. He told me his challenge was figuring out how to live the rest of his life in that time. He didn't appear sick in August. He looked like the Dirk I had known since 2015 when I mentored him through the Stoic Essential Studies course. I mentored many students at the college, but only a handful stand out in my memory. Dirk was undoubtedly one of those. When I returned to the college last year to discover that he was the president of New Stoa, I teased him about being one of my most challenging students. Again, he was bright, and he questioned everything. I enjoyed the challenge, and we had a great time together in the course. Dirk's sense of humor was unbounded. His essay responses to lessons always included comics or memes and humorous comments. In the ethics lesson, he included a photo of oikos yogurt with his essay response to the Stoic doctrine of oikiosis. His answer to the question, how do we become cosmopolitan, was, quote, by reading Cosmo, and he inserted a picture of a cosmopolitan magazine cover. Yes, he also provided the correct answer, but that was just Dirk's way of keeping Stoic philosophy fun and light. He also included a comic with particular meaning as we consider Dirk's life and death as a Stoic. The comic depicts two men in togas standing next to a grave. The headstone reads, R.I.P. Zeno the Philosopher. Dead, but so what? The quote from one of the two characters underneath the comic reads, He was a Stoic's Stoic. Dirk knew his end was near but I certainly did not predict it was so close based upon his behavior. He remained active at the college until the end and recently volunteered to mentor two students through the next term of the Marcus Aurelius program beginning in April. He even joined the college faculty on our monthly Zoom conference call just five days before he passed away. Dirk was on oxygen during that meeting, and he told us that he needed it because he gets short of breath when he talks. 
Dirk dedicated himself to the college's mission of teaching students about Stoicism, and he remained at his post until the captain called him. To me, it appeared Dirk was living the practice of memento mori. Like Marcus Aurelius, Dirk did not fear death. Marcus wrote, In human life, the time of our existence is a point, our substance a flux, our senses dull, the fabric of our entire body subject to corruption, our soul ever restless, our destiny beyond divining, and our fame precarious. In a word, all that belongs to the body is a stream in flow, all that belongs to the soul, mere dream and delusion, and our life is a war, a brief stay in a foreign land, and our fame thereafter, oblivion. So what can serve as our escort and guide? One thing, and one alone, philosophy. And that consists in keeping the guardian spirit within us inviolate and free from harm, and ever superior to pleasure and pain, and ensuring it does nothing at random and nothing with false intent or pretense, and that it is not dependent on another's doing or not doing some particular thing. And furthermore, that it welcomes whatever happens to it and is allotted to it as issuing from the source from which it too took its origin. And above all, that it awaits death with a cheerful mind as being nothing other than the releasing of the elements from which every living creature is compounded. Now, if for the elements themselves it is nothing terrible to be constantly changing from one to another, why should we fear the change and disillusion of them all? For this is in accordance with nature and nothing can be bad that accords with nature. Meditations 2.17 Dirk was still in his late prime and could have been bitter about his circumstances. He could have complained that his life was not long enough. He did not. As Seneca wrote, Most of mankind, Paulinus, complains about nature's meanness because our allotted span of life is so short and because this stretch of time that is given to us runs its course quickly, so rapidly, so much so that with very few exceptions, life leaves the rest of us in the lurch just when we're getting ready to live. And it's not just the masses and the unthinking crowd that complain at what they perceive as this universal evil. The same feeling draws complaints even from men of distinction. And a paragraph later, Seneca wrote, It's not that we have a short time to live, but that we waste much of it. Life is long enough and it's been given to us in generous measure for accomplishing the greatest things, if the whole of it is well invested. But when life is squandered through soft and careless living, and when it's spent on no worthwhile pursuit, death finally presses, and we realize that the life which we didn't notice passing has passed away. On the Shortness of Life, Chapter 1. From what I know of Dirk's life, he did not squander it. He invested in it well. He lived life to the fullest until the very end. Pierre Haydeau notes, In the apprenticeship of death, the Stoic discovers the apprenticeship of freedom. I believe Dirk found that freedom as he faced the end of his life. His example proved it to me. I am grateful to Dirk for all he contributed to the College of Stoic Philosophers. His presence will be greatly missed there. However, I'm far more grateful for the example he provided for me. He gave me the opportunity to see how a Stoic should face death. Yes, I've read all the passages in the Stoic texts related to death, and they are powerful and convincing. 
However, nothing in those texts was as compelling and poignant as watching a friend and fellow Stoic courageously face death, as Dirk did. The manner in which he faced death is a gift to anyone who witnessed it. Yesterday I wrote a note to Eric Weigart, the founding scholar of the College of Stoic Philosophers, to let him know that Dirk had passed away. He responded in his typical thoughtful and profound manner. He wrote, Now Dirk knows the answer to that greatest of philosophical questions. He's right. Dirk learned what we the living cannot know. What happens when we die? Marcus spent a lot of time contemplating death, and he wrote, Indeed, the very life of every one of us is like an exhalation of our blood or inhalation from the atmosphere. For such as it is to draw a breath of air into your lungs and then surrender it, so it is to surrender your power of respiration as a whole, which you acquired but yesterday or the day before at the time of your birth, and are now surrendering to the source from which you first drew it. Meditation 615. I think Marcus's answer here, and in Meditations 423, provides Stoics with all we can and need to know about death. We return to our source. Since our soul is a fragment of the Logos that permeates the cosmos, it will return to its source. In what form or capacity? No one knows. However, we will all discover the answer in the end. In the meantime, life goes on for us and provides us with an opportunity to contribute a verse, as Walt Whitman famously said. Dirk certainly did contribute a verse to his family, the college, the lives of students he touched there, and to those of us who had the privilege of knowing him. Regardless of what happens to us at death, I believe Dirk's parting message to us would be similar to that of Epictetus. Quote, You must wait for God, my friends. When he gives a signal and sets you free from your service here, then you may depart to him. But for the present, you must resign yourself to remaining in this post in which he has stationed you. Discourses 1, 9, 16. I believe that is what Dirk would say to us because that is how he lived right up until the end. He courageously remained at his post until the captain called and it was time for him to depart. By doing so, he gave us a wonderful example of a stoic life lived well. I can confidently say that Dirk Mauling lived life and faced death as a percopton whose practice of stoicism was genuinely on fire. Dirk, your legacy lives on in the lives you touched. Farewell, my friend. Thank you for listening to Stoicism on Fire. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts. That tells others that this podcast is worth listening to and helps introduce more people to the ancient spiritual practices of the Stoics. If you're interested in exploring traditional Stoicism further, you will find plenty of resources at traditionalstoicism.com. If you're ready for an online mentored training program, check out the College of Stoic Philosophers at collegeofstoicphilosophers.org. That is where I received my initial education and training in the theory and practice of Stoicism. If you're interested in a social media environment where you can find some like-minded fellow travelers, join us on Facebook in the Traditional Stoicism group. If you have feedback for me or a great podcast idea, send me an email at chris 
at traditionalstoicism.com. Until next time, I hope you will continue practicing the traditional form of Stoicism, where the cosmos is alive with the meaning and purpose of the divine creative fire of the ancient Stoics. I wish you well and encourage you to keep your practice of Stoicism on fire.